Hello and welcome to Parkinson's Pathway Pals Tuesdays with Teresa. I'm Teresa Jackson, your podcast host. Today, my guest is Laura Mosley Manthe. Laura Mosley Manthe is the mother to three children, mother in love of three, and grandmother of five beautiful grandchildren. Laura owns a catering business which works well in caring for her mother. In 2015, she moved into her parents' home to help care for her daddy. He had been diagnosed with Parkinson's and Parkinson's dementia. By this time, his diseases were affecting all aspects of his life, and her mother needed the help. Her dad was also treated for Alzheimer's, which was very pronounced in his daily life. Laura shares that Alzheimer's and Parkinson's is hard and that her dad would forget that he couldn't walk. He suffered for more than 10 years before his death in 2019. Following Laura's uh, father's death, Laura's mother was diagnosed in 2020 with Parkinson's disease. Her mom's life has been affected by tremors and weakness, and she suffers from dementia as well. Welcome, Laura. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning. Um, Laura is a longtime friend of mine, and uh, we said a little prayer before we started today, and I was really, really appreciative that Laura said uh in her prayer that I was a longtime friend and not an old friend because I could have fallen into that category as well. Nobody but. likes that word old, so we <laughs> use substitutes. But I'm so glad she's here. Um, having, having lived through or living through having two parents with Parkinson's, I think brings a unique perspective of education and information that will help people. And so I'm grateful that, um, Laura, that you're willing to share this with my listening audience. Um, you know, having one parent diagnosed with Parkinson's is really hard. When I was diagnosed, uh, both my children really struggled with, with the fact that I was diagnosed with that. It was scary. Uh, I was relatively young for the diagnosis. I was 55. But having two parents diagnosed with Parkinson's, it just seems more than a bit unfair. I'm curious, um, what were your first thoughts when you learned that your mother was diagnosed with Parkinson's just a year after your father had passed? Well, we had, we, I look back now, and she had signs of Parkinson's when she was taking care of my dad uh, because she shakes really bad. But she was so focused on caring for my dad that we didn't really address it. Well, after daddy died, her along with her grief, her symptoms really manifested. Um, and so I took her to the same neurologist that dad saw. And um, we were shocked. Um, I was expecting a stroke that he was, he had said, you know, was going to say she had had a stroke. Uh, but when he said Parkinson's, I was actually a little bit relieved because to me, a stroke diagnosis and possibilities of more, she was a ticking time bomb in my mind. And with the Parkinson's diagnosis, I thought, this isn't going to kill her. You know, our life is going to change, but I'm still going to have her. I'm not going to get up each morning and look to see if she's still awake. Yeah. And I think that's so important, Laura. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I think that no, is important. Fine. Um, because, you know, you don't die from Parkinson's, you die with Parkinson's. Yes. And, um, I think that's a really healthy mindset. And I think it's a mindset that someone out there, maybe that's experiencing the same thing you are, may not have thought about. 
So I, I really am grateful that you share that. Um, you know, Parkinson's, it doesn't just affect your mother or your father or whoever yeah, is, yeah. or yourself. It affects the entire family. It's an unwanted intruder and it interrupts both our emotional and our financial relationships within our family. I know, you know, I, I stopped working much, much sooner than I had planned on. So it, it interrupts <coughs> about everything. Um, you know, in your bio, you share that you moved in with your mom after your dad's diagnosis to assist with his care. How has that changed or affected your personal life? Mm, I don't really have one. And I didn't from the moment I moved in. And I knew, let me give a little back history. When I was in my early 20s, I I lived far, I lived away from my parents and I came home to see them and I the aging process, their aging process hit me. And so I began to pray to the Lord at when I was in my early 20s, that if time came that they needed a caregiver, that he would allow it to be me. I have two sisters and a brother. I prayed this for years because it's what I wanted to do. So uh, I was single. I had gone through a divorce and my kids were all on their own in college and thrown and, and uh I saw my dad going down and I saw my mom suffering. So I asked if I could move in and uh, I did knowing full well. Um, and so, uh, you know, the Lord and I just talked about it a lot. And uh, I had told him that, you know, if, if he brought me somebody, he'd have to bring me somebody that understands. And so my life consisted of coming home from work and, taking mom's rollover for the evening. And then on Sundays, she went to church and I stayed home with dad because traveling with him was impossible. And uh, I met this man and uh, he asked me out and I kind of chuckled. I said, I'm sorry, I don't date. You are more than welcome to come to my house and have supper with me and my parents. I take, you know, explain the whole thing. And I'll be darned if he didn't show up. Our first oh. date was me cooking a dinner, you know. And that's been our life. You know, he just really never left. <laughs> he understood the role that I had because he's an only child and helped his mother take care of his dad when he had cancer. So uh, God has worked out many ways. Um, I am back in church and I have the beautiful grandchildren that I'm constantly involved with and and my husband. But it's a it's a privilege to care for my parents. I, it's hope, I hope people out there hear that. Um, you know, I think a lot of people would look at it as pretty sacrificial and it is sacrificial, but I also, I agree that it's a privilege to be able to take care of our parents. I don't look at it as a sacrifice. Um, it's a blessing to me to get this time. When daddy passed, I had no regrets because I had said everything I wanted to say. We had had the hard talks, you know, and so it uh, it gives me a great peace. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk about blessings a little bit later, but um, it's it's really something to think about. How uh, whether it's Parkinson's or any other type of, you know, it could be cancer or whatever, but how, if we are still and we know, yeah, 
then yeah. we are able to take in um, other now things. There are, there are hard days. And oh, I'm not sure. It's all rainbows and unicorns. Right. And right. Uh, with mother's dementia, you know, there are really, really hard days. And yeah. I call my sisters crying again on my sure. dog. But um, in the end, I know, you know, like I said, when my dad passed, I had nothing unresolved. Right. And I know I will have the same with my mother. Yeah. So, um, well, it's just in the time I have. Yeah. You know, neurological diseases and um, things like dementia or Alzheimer's are just such thieves. So, Absolutely. They're so, know, <clears throat> they're so hard. It is. It definitely is. Um you know, it, it's one thing that you moved in your parents, but now you have a husband that's willing to do that as well. How has he dealt with that change? He's not only, I mean, that that's a pretty big change, right? I'm getting married. I have a new wife. And oh, by the way, I'm going to live with her parents. Oh, and one of them needs a lot of care. Well, you know, usually when you remarry, you have young children and you're a package deal, yada, yada, yada. Right. I was a package deal. I just had, you know, aging parents um he's handled it like a champ he i i just really could not god bless i call him my boaz because yeah. of how he is um yeah. he's just perfect for me he loves my parents like his own he loves my children and my grandchildren and and you know one night with dad we got up six times and picked him up out of the floor Mm. And he was never ugly about it. He was never like, geez, won't that old man stay in bed? That was yeah. never his attitude. He was always like, you know, we got to, let's go pick your daddy up, you know? Yeah, that's hard enough when it's your own dad, but to to have that spirit and that uh, heart for someone that's not your own flesh and blood really says something about his character. You know, your mother had a front row seat to the devastation that can occur with Parkinson's when it does intrude your life. And, um, you know, you like I said early on, you don't die from it, but it changes the quality of your life over yes. time. And after caring for your dad for 10 years and watching Parkinson's steal away the quality of his life, I wondered what the reaction was with from your mother when she, you know, when the doctor said, you have, Miss Musley, you have. Parkinson's um denial uh, she lived in denial for a while and then she was really mad really angry she she said to me this is unfair we've already had this and and I looked at her and I said you know life's not fair and why not you and why not us um I said uh, if it's not going to be this it's going to be something else and mom I consider this a lot less of a challenge than some of the other things that it could be. I yeah. said, so my dad always said, you have two options in life. You can get bitter or you can get better. And my dad always got better. Yeah. And, um, you know, we are Christians and we have always talked, you know, God is great. God is good. God is gracious. Well, now it's time for us to live those words. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, she told me the other day, she said, if I can't glorify God in this disease, then I don't want it. And I said, Mom, that's a great attitude to have, that in all things, in all ways of our lives, we glorify God, even in the hard times. 
even in the dark when we're crying and feeling sorry for ourselves. Why not us? What makes us the exception to the rule? Nothing. Yeah. And that's hard. That's hard to live out. It's one thing to say it. It is challenging to live out. And the only way you can live it out really is through him because it's, it is hard. Um, Having known your mom for so many years, I can't even count the numbers of days that I spent at your house and, um, you know, playing on that big hill and just so many fond memories of both your parents. They are beautiful people. Um, but I, I wonder, I know she, your mom is very loving and caring. And when I had uh, lunch with you guys last year, it was such a treat. But I wonder, living with her daily, how did, what changes, like how, do, how has PD changed her life on, on the day-to-day? Uh, dramatically. She, uh, she deals with the shakes, and right now we're experimenting with some different medications to control that. But she no longer can write. Uh, and my mother had a beautiful handwriting, but, but now writing is out. And I've bought the weighted silverware for her. Uh, she cannot walk without aid. Um, she still cares for herself completely. You know, she's always comes out in the morning dressed beautifully with her hair fixed. You know, she's from a different generation than I am. I, Your mother days, is beautiful. She has always days. been beautiful. You know, I spend the day looking like I just rolled out of bed, but my mother never does. You know, she uh, she's always so particular, but like um, she can no longer handle her medication, like putting it in her containers and and uh, her voice she she loses her voice about midday she doesn't drive anymore um she doesn't cook so my mother was that mother that had all the balls in the air and handled them beautifully so she is struggling now with not being able to handle all the balls in there i always thought of your mother as june cleaver like she was just this you know, beautifully dressed, well-appointed woman, good heart, standing there with cookies when you got home from school. I just yeah. always thought of your mother as June Cleaver. Um, just beautiful. So, so she, she's had a lot of moments that she's had to release very important things in her life. Yeah. And I've understood that it's hard for her. And I explained it to her like this very typical story. We were going to Sam's and I asked her to ride in, the, to use one of those little motorized carts. And she wanted, she started to argue with me because that's what we do. <laughs> and I, I said, you know, mom, if you use a cart, you can go all over Sam's and look at everything. And then when you get in the car, you're not tired. And so she said, I'll try it. But if I don't like it, I'm not doing it again. I said, okay. Well, she met me at the car and she said, that was the best idea. That's awesome. So, you know, now getting her to use carts is easy. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's she's a prove it to me lady and I have to prove to her. Yeah. You know, but, but that's the thing, you know, once she did try, she realized instead of it being um, something, her independence taking away, it actually gained, she gained independence. It enhanced that. her independence. And, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, when I suggest something new, I throw that back at her. She's like, okay. You know. <laughs> I love it. 
Um, Laura, we touched on this a little bit earlier. Um, you know, I've interviewed a lot of people and that have shared that they had unexpected blessings after someone in their family, whether it was them personally or, you know, someone they're, they're being a caregiver for, um, after they were diagnosed with Parkinson's and as a caregiver, you shared that you've had some blessings along the way. Um, but can you expand on that and share what any unexpected blessings that you just didn't realize were going to be there after your mom and dad were diagnosed? I was always a huge daddy's girl. I mean, diehard card carrying daddy's girl. He's who I went to even as an adult. And after he died, I was um, very lonely. And so it encouraged me to build a new relationship with my mother. And I have. Uh, my mother and I just, I just kind of walked a wide circle around her for years. Uh, but it has forged me to come to terms with some things in my life that I needed to deal with so that I could be there for my mother. And, uh, you know, when, when you pray about things, I began to pray that any deep-seated sin that I had, that I didn't know I had, would come up so that I could turn it over to the Lord. And there were a lot of those moments for me regarding my mother. And so uh, it's a freedom. Um, the biggest blessing I've gotten is, is a freedom to love my mother. Mm. And it's made me much more compassionate for others. Much, much more. Um you know, you can look at, at fam I, I can look at families now and see when there's a huge strain without them even telling me. Right. And so I, I can put that family on my prayer list because that's the best thing I can do. It has it has definitely deepened <laughs> my prayer life um, with both mom and dad yeah. because God is the ultimate comforter. And, you know, I'm, I don't take comforting well from others. Um, I'm, I'm kind of a loner and I go off on my own and I lick my own wounds and I process and I've had to turn that loose. I have, I've had to evolve and allow others to comfort me. And, uh, gosh, I've seen my mother and that my dad both in a new light that yes. I never would have seen before. And isn't it's that a blessing? Oh my goodness. It's allowed me and my sisters to grow closer. I mean, much closer. Mm -hmm. And um, I just, yes, my mother suffers from times, but I just don't see anything about her disease as a tragedy. I just don't. I choose to see everything about her life as a possibility and an opportunity to love her in a new way. Mm. Wow. That's really powerful. You know, for me personally, um, when you think about relationships and you think about what's important in your life, um, for years, you know, I really chased that corporate ladder and that next promotion and that next raise. And literally overnight, I lost all my income because I chose to step back to take care of myself versus yes. working. And I mean, I work, I, I produce this show and, um, you know, I've written a book and there's other things I do, but I'm not working for corporate America anymore. 
But one thing that Parkinson's really did for me was it, it really showed me how to do priorities. We can say what's priority in our life, right? But um, if you want to know where what someone's priority is, look where they spend their money, look where mm -hmm. they spend their time, mm -hmm. and that's what their priority is. You are correct. And, yeah, and I think Parkinson's really just allowed me to, all these things that were superficial, that were really not important, that were, you know, uh, taking up time in my life, it allowed me to say, okay, I don't need those things. What I need to focus on are, are what is important, and that's relationships. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a huge, huge blessing that people, I hope, don't miss if they're experiencing the same thing that you and I are experiencing. I'm going to pivot a little bit here and talk about genetics. Um, the The information that's out there, it's an estimation that about 10 to 15 percent of people living with Parkinson's have a genetic form of the disease. Um, researchers think that um, either genetics or environmental factors play a role in the development. And just because you may have a gene doesn't necessarily mean that you would develop the disease. But so they're doing genetic testing right now to try to come up with better treatments for people that are living with Parkinson's. I'm wondering, as a child of two parents diagnosed with Parkinson's disease, would you want to know, like you can't get tested at this point because it just started this genetic testing, but your, your mother could get tested to see if she has, and, and it doesn't, they know there may be more genes out there. I think they're testing if I'm not, I think there's seven right now that uh, the Parkinson's Foundation is involved in testing, but she can do genetic testing if she were to cho choose to do that. And so I'm curious, would you want to know if your mother carries a genetic variant of Parkinson's? Absolutely, because knowledge is power. And I've had a, a couple of genetic testings done from other diseases in my family. And uh, been blessed to not carry the gene. Uh, but yes, if she carried it and I could get tested sometime and know if I carry, it won't scare me. But it might help me to start treating it already and living in a way, eating health-wise, that would help slow the progression of the disease. And if I could make it better for my children and my grandchildren, then by all means, you know. Yeah. Do what you have to do because that's the important part is is the quality of life for my children and grandchildren. Yeah. So, I think yeah. I think for some people it scares them to know, but I think that the truth is it empowers us. Absolutely. So uh, yeah. Yeah. So if anyone is out there that's listening and um is uncertain about that, they can go to the Parkinson's Foundation, look for uh, PD generation, and it, it's like generation, it's spelled, you know, mm -hmm. but they highlighted gene, so it's generation, and learn more about getting tested if they would like to. Laura, I, I know the answer to this um, next question, but I think it may be multi-pronged, but I'm, I'm curious um, if you would like to share where your strength comes from. Ah. First and foremost, it's from my Heavenly Father, uh, because uh, without Him, I am nothing. And He gives us a promise that we can do all things through Him. Um, and then, you know, my family, my husband, my children, 
uh, they're so supportive of what I'm doing. My son is a PA and I'm always zapping him questions. You know, I send him the new medication that, that they've got mother on. He said, I've not heard of it, but I'll get back with you. Uh, my sisters, huge, huge. Um, you know, if I need time away, one of them will come in from Florida to stay with mother uh, so that I can get time away. Um, my friends, I have I have great, great support system with friends that are have volunteered to come sit with mother so I can go do things or, you know, bring meals in, do so many things. My church is a great source. So there's no negative in my life about the support. There's nothing I'm lacking. Now, I know there are a lot of people that don't have a lot of that, if they have any of it. And um, I try my best to be that for somebody else. May not have Parkinson's, but they may be dealing with something else. And I think that this world would be a lot better if we were more aware to be kind and to be supportive of others. Yeah. First and foremost, it's God. Uh, it's just three-letter word. It's God. Um, <clears throat> I, I knew that that was going to be your answer, but I just wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about that. I do think it's also important that um, people hear the word respite because I'm sure there are times yes. when you just need, even if it's just two hours to go take a nap yes. or let me get a shower so that I'm by myself and I have nothing you know, no yes. one's calling me. Um, drive. So, no. I take drives. Yeah. I'll yeah. leave my husband here with my mother and I'll just go drive and I come back and I'm a new person. So. Refreshed. Yeah. Or a little refreshed, perhaps. Um, so speaking of your husband, how, how do you find time? How do you two find time for each other? That alone time um, that, you know, is needed for most marriages to stay healthy. We, well, yeah. You know, you go back to that quality, not quantity. And we make the most of the moments we're given. Uh, like when my sisters, one of them come up and we can go away for a weekend. Or, you know, my daughter comes and stays with mom so we can go to dinner. Um, you know, you, you find the times when she's asleep. You know, we sit out on the front porch and and work in the yard do you know it, it's it's about what you choose you know I've never been a big traveler that that is not an interest of mine I, I'm very happy to stay on the hill in fact you know I can go days and not even go to town and and I'm quite happy and I've married Mance the same way you know so it's the little things that we find to cherish yeah I think that's important. You know, I am a traveler. I love to travel. Stan and I are planning some big trips coming up. But, you know, the truth is when, when it all boils down and someday I may not be able to travel, I probably won't be able to travel. Um, it's what's left, you know. And if you don't have that <laughs> basis of we can enjoy sitting on the back porch, having a cup of coffee and just talking, yes. um, you know, then, you know, it makes it harder, I think. So I think that's important. Our favorite activity is to watch our grandchildren do anything. Yes. You know, I, that's our favorite activity. One of my favorite pictures I've seen recently, and I have limited myself on Facebook lately, but was your mother on, like, I think she was playing train or something. Yeah. She's, got, she's Yes. 
and kids, grandkids are in front of her and she's on this chair. And I just giggled out loud when I saw that picture. It just filled my heart with, I could just tell there was a lot of joy in those there moments. And, and she's a great she example about enjoying the, the small moments. My mother is probably the world's best grandmother ever. She's a great example for that, you know, because that's a great grandchild she was riding the fire truck with, you know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think, uh, and that's another thing when I look at your mother, she's beautiful on the outside, but um, she's she's beautiful on the inside. She's always been someone that has um, she's got an example of joy. Yeah. yeah. And, and joy is not the same thing necessarily as just being happy with what you okay. have at the moment. It goes way beyond that. So it's um it's so uplifting and inspiring to to see. Um we're coming close to the end of our time together, Laura. And I'm just wondering, what would you like to share for anyone out there listening today? What would you like to share or to have them know about living with it, living with and caring for multiple parents, or maybe they just have one with Parkinson's disease? Cherish the little moments that they give you. Uh, you know, dad's Alzheimer's were ba was bad, but when dad would come back on those brief moments, I was there. It's kind of like watching your babies take steps for the first time. They're very precious. And if you're angry and bitter about having to care for your parent, you're not going to see those. Those are not going to be memories that you treasure in your heart. So enjoy the little moments. Consider it a privilege and love them as they are. Don't keep telling them, why don't you remember that? Why can't you do that? You know, you have to redirect and say, okay, let's do, let's do it your way. Because loving them in their worst times is what they did for me. And that's what Christ does for all of us. So who am I to say that's wrong? Well, I think that's very powerful. I think that's a, a very powerful way to end our, our show or our podcast today. Um, loving people in their worst times is, um, you know, it's something not everybody can do. Mm -mm. But isn't that really, um, isn't that really what compassion is? And please know, I fail a lot, but. I'm sure we all do. God's always there and mother's very forgiving. So you have to forgive each other a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Recognize, yeah. Recognize those times and um, take advantage of them, build the memories because that's what mm -hmm. we have left eventually. Lauren, Please. thank you for sharing your story with our listeners today. Uh, I'm honored to have you on. I know that you are providing hope and encouragement to those that are in similar uh, similar situations and uh, greater understanding that they had before they logged in today. And I want to thank you for listening today. And don't forget to subscribe. And I'll see you Tuesday.